You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man? Hey, hold it down. We in here. Yeah, buddy. Go to our Facebook page and like it. <laughs> I just wanted to say that real aggressive. Yeah, uh, we do have a Facebook page that I have failed and neglected to uh, really promote. The Brothers. Yeah, go look up the brothers. Yeah, I think it's on the radio stations. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Yet again, you know what I'm saying SoundCloud, iTunes, but the brothers. Jonathan posts them all the time and tags people. I need to tag people. Yes. But uh, yeah, that's a good page to see everything. Definitely. Of course, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we recording on Friday night. Back when Friday we first night, started. baby. Today was a special day. Special it was day. the beginning of Christmas break. Oh my god. Shout out to the teachers. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw Linwood had posted like he was ready for it. Bro, it was a blessing, man. Pretty I much. I meant to put some shout music as an app on my phone as a uh, <laughs> alarm, but I forgot to do it. I as thought, the kids huh, were yeah. walking out, just say, hey, turn bro, I never got them out of my classroom so fast, bro. I, I had a, um, a pretty chill day today. I was actually off today. Hallelujah. Look at you. No. I went and saw uh, Star Wars. It's funny. I got a, kind of a funny story about that. Uh, about Star Wars? Yeah. You went to the movies? I went to the movies. Uh, you know, by yourself? By myself. Solo, dolo. Hey, sometimes that's one of the best times today. In the afternoon. Caught a, so the earliest you, matinee. Like, like Kevin Hart said, well, you have to laugh, but you ain't got nobody to laugh with. The funny part, like, that's the funny part of the story, though. I swear, I'm like the only African-American in the theater. <laughs> and the one other brother shows up, like, pretty much. Not really late, late. He didn't like, sit by you? He sat right beside me. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like he, like, found a friend. <laughs> man, I could have gave you a cup, bro. Oh, man. He said, we're so, brothers. Yeah, I had bought we're a, uh, and <laughs> I bought a Star Wars cup when I went to go see Creed. Oh, word. And I threw it away. That was pretty dumb. It was like $6 for that cup. Mm. Clearly the force wasn't with you. Yeah, I threw it away. I, I heard, man, you know, the people that come in, such a waste of money. I heard her say that, too. <laughs> I heard her look back and say something to her, but I was, she was, was right. Was it your money? Yeah, she was right, though, so I was like, man, she oh, right. Man, with, like, oh. It's like you had a stranger rebuke yeah, you. Yeah, like, learn how to whisper. Uh, you got rebuked in the movie yeah, thing, man. We're uh, brothers. But it was just kind of funny that, like, had all the people there, he found me to sit beside, like, hey, you know. He made him feel comfortable. I guess he kind of leaned over to me, like, you ready? <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, he was like, you ready? Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I know, bro. He's, he sound like some, he kind said, of, yeah. some kind of Star Wars freak or something. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, man. And, like, he sat down. He was like, in that movie theater, too? Bro. Nah, bro. He came in there, like, wearing, like, this long uh, trench coat. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this. Like, he's like, I'm gonna kill everybody but you, cool, brother. Man, I ain't staying to watch. I'm leaving. He said, but you, cool, brother. Oh, man. You might change your mind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that was. Oh man, uh, kind of kind of funny though. But it was a dope movie. If you were a Star Wars fan, you'll like it. Cool. Go see it, man. Yeah, definitely go check it out. And if but, you ain't seen Creed, go see that because that's the only movie I've seen in a long time and I liked it. You know what's funny? Me and uh, Brother Rodney was uh, chopping it up before you got here, Earl. Um, 
just kind of a quick preview for next week. Mm. We're going to kind of do a, a year in review. You know what I'm saying? Podcast. And so we're going to kind of talk, talk about, about like, just our, our favorite aspects of 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things that kind of stood out, you know. Uh, as a, And also talk about, you know, some of the year's best movies, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, let's do it. So we that could be a that. Uh, fun review. podcast. Yeah, year in review. Year in review. And before we kind of get jumped into our topics, we got Christmas coming up, you know what I'm yes, saying, next week. Yes, Christmas time. Silver bells. <laughs> Silver bells. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas this year. Y'all it's just Christmas just... time in oh, the no, city. Roddy is clearly ready for Christmas. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, actually, man, um, you know, through the blessings of God, you know, I had to pay for my car today, so I'm like down. <laughs> in the Christmas spirit. Oh, yeah. No, nah, but I'm cool, though. I'm just grateful that I, I was able to pay for it, you know, and I ain't have to go into debt paying for it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather have that for Christmas. I have a rather have a running car so I can get to back and forth to work every day. I'd rather have cheese. Yes. That's Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always excited for Christmas, man. Get to kick it with the family. You know, everybody get a few gifts and, you know, hey, sit around and... What's the worst gift you ever received on Christmas? <laughs> I, I really don't know, man. I don't think I've ever received a bad gift. My wife asked me that the other day. She was what just about like, that "Graduation gift you got?" Right, well, we ain't talking about graduation. Right <laughs> we talking about Christmas. Huh. But um, I, I, I can't, I can't never recall a, a bad Christmas gift for me. How first. about you, Earl? Because I got a bad Christmas gift. <laughs> you know what, bro? Uh, I can't think of one, man. I'm not really big on gifts like that. So, I mean, I like whatever I get normally, and, and if I don't, I think I maybe got something I couldn't fit one time, and I was like, well, that sucks, you know? But, yeah, like, but yeah. my dad was year, like, I don't know if it was like he just forgot it was Christmas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he got to do something for the Sefco. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was like, hey, he like put out like these, uh, these, these t-shirts that I don't know, like my aunt had sent, I don't know, years um, ago. From like teams that I don't support, <laughs> don't even like. And they were like, he was like four sizes too small. He's <laughs> like they were they were like mediums and smalls, bro. He was like, like here goes the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like, what are we doing these? It's like what we do with the with the <laughs> Chicago Bears and the you know what I'm saying Minnesota Vikings. Like what? <laughs> Uh, um, bro, I never got nothing like that. And like, he, it wasn't like wrapped in nothing. It was like, he's like here, you know. So I was. I, was I pretty, mean, pretty when you think about that. gifts, like that's pretty messed up. It was. It was the teacher. But you think about gifts, man. Like sometimes, like growing up, I used to hate when people got me like, um, like beaters. A oh, wife beater. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, cause relatives would do that sometimes. Yeah, like, for real. Like, Especially grandma me and draws, like You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Don't buy me drawers. Now, Grandma can buy me socks. I don't care. You know, that's Grandma. She kind of get away with that, but don't, don't give me T-shirts. I wish somebody <laughs> would buy me some T-shirts now. I appreciate now it. I want them, but growing <laughs> up, you know, that wasn't cool. I mean, you growing up, you don't really know the importance yeah. of beaters and stuff. Well, then. I think growing up, I think you reached a certain age where you didn't want clothes, man. Yeah, you, you wanted right, toys. Yeah, you, know you wanted uh, toys, electronics, you know? video games. Then you get older, you start looking for, like, cologne. And, you know, Rodney loves shoes. Yep, and got know, mine. Stuff like that, man. But man, now I'm just like it's all about the boy, you know. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. So I ain't really tripping. What? Y'all really get his, his car? Man, um, I know he has a drum set. Not like he's listening, so we can't I was run it. Buy a microphone. 
Oh yeah Yeah he got him a drum set bro Cause he be beating on everything He got a guitar Oh okay um, So definitely I, musically inclined Yeah But like the thing about babies Especially at that age They gonna play with one thing man yeah. And Go to something else Yeah it's gonna be it He gonna find that one thing He really liked though And he ain't gonna really worry About nothing else Shoot, what he I mean, does Kids play with the box Before exactly, they play with man. the toys Sometimes Now Ishii man He like his toys And uh, like he likes his basketball goal So he plays on his basketball goal so That's Ooh. really cool and, Or he'll play with his Little laptop thing You know but Yeah man we, he, You learn man Not to like go crazy And go like break yourself Cause it's right. not, Yeah it's not worth it Plus his birthday is in January So Oh yeah we don't break true that way. True that So yeah. it's like you, you think that When he get older Y'all gonna do Kind of split up the presents Oh like, without a doubt <laughs> Without a doubt But man The blessing is his grandma Man she goes all out for him So like Right right Matter right. of fact She had told me the other day you know, Y'all don't waste You know your money On Instacart Buying gifts Cause I already took care of him so. right, cool. <laughs> Good Works for me Won't he do it The Lord will do it If you let him I know Yeah that's amazing That's that's pretty awesome Like yeah. uh, I'm assuming Did y'all parents Hit y'all with the Santa Claus stuff Cause I Growing up Yeah Nah my mom didn't play that Yeah my mom didn't play that I mean it was for The first couple years But like once I think once we hit like maybe like four or five. Bro, I don't even remember. Fourteen, you said. <laughs> Shut up. I don't even remember like Santa Claus being a part of our house. To be honest, like ever. Yeah. Nah, I mean because by the time I I knew knew he was fake. You know, so like pretty early. Uh, my mom kind of told us pretty early. Cause he don't come straight to the ghetto like a song. Or something. Man, you know it's funny. Like I saw something on Facebook. Um, uh, shout out to Mika. <laughs> what up, Tamika? She she posted this uh this this picture on Facebook and I commented on it like this this little girl I guess she was ten years old and her parents just broke into her that Santa Claus wasn't real and I guess her friends had been telling her like it's your parents that's buying the gifts it's not Santa Claus and so the parents finally you know uh, corroborated the story she like wrote like these series of notes uh-huh. and like this little child's handwriting talking about you broke my heart I can't believe you would do this to me you've lied to me my entire life I can't believe anything you would ever say wow. to me but the, 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 the analog part like the last note that she wrote was like a, a picture of like the, these hands up and it had like the middle finger up uh-huh. and then she like wrote like a hashtag middle finger up to you <laughs> it was like wow. real real out of line disrespectful and I was like goodness gracious like you really made this little girl mad yeah. um, did y'all man. parents make y'all like do anything on Christmas day like I know we had to read like Isaiah 9 no no every I mean, year now when we we just start busting boxes <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah we just start busting boxes as soon as we got up now yeah. like we, you know, one year my dad tried to pretty much everybody stop and like read like you know Matthew. Oh, okay, <laughs> we was like sitting around like, really, hurrah, <laughs> really, we ain't never. Yeah, we had to do that all the time, bro. I guess you always wanted us to know like why we celebrate and understand that you know that may not be the day he was born on. Yeah, but she always really wanted to drill that. I mean, I guess it's cool. This is good to know the reason for the season. Every for every season. Cause Jesus is the reason it should be fair. I do want to have different food this year though I don't want to have regular Christmas food But we had gumbo last year I would like to like barbecue or something because I think it's going to be hot enough to do that Because yeah, I think it's been unseasonably warm yeah. Throughout America Global warming It's been really prophetic <laughs> weather that's been going on You know Nah it ain't prophetic it's global warming you follow the weather You see the prophetic movement 
right? Probably mm. just playing, but I don't know for real. I mean, people will say that though. It's been weird. I mean, seasons have been kind of off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What's, all right. Real quickly, what's the best gift you ever got? Best. I know mine. I see. It's kind of hard for me to think about the best Christmas gift ever. I can tell you what the best Christmas experience was. That's when my mom did like a scavenger hunt for everybody. Oh, that's what? dope. And so like the, the scavenger hunt, like you like I actually earned like money and like more gifts. Like if you completed it in a certain amount of time, and like Dang. it was cool because like she set it up across like the neighborhood. And, like, she doing that next week? Man, I wish. <laughs> no, I wish I was. I was trying to get that. house. <laughs> but I'll be like part of scavenger hunt. Like you had like find stuff in the house or whatever. Like mm-hmm. like, like find this DVD, turn it on to a certain scene, like, and, like write down whatever the quote was, and like you would, like memorize this random Bible verse and run around the neighborhood and come back and quote it. Right? It was it was like pretty dope. It was kind of hard too. And, like she had me, my brother, and my dad do it. Really? You know, so like That's that was cool. probably a really memorable Christmas for us. You know, and, we, and, and like we was like kind of grown. Like I, I think I was like sixteen or seventeen. Oh, for real? Joe was like fourteen. You know, That's still fun though. So yeah, it, I mean, it was cool because like we did it. When we was like growner. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah, or more grown. I don't think growners. Man, bad words. Yeah, we miss up words every week on this podcast. Such a growner. Yeah, growner. <laughs> my favorite Christmas gift. Um, I don't know how old I was. I think it was. Why are you rubbing on that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it was um, 1989 the Nintendo had first came out. Hold up, baby. I was three and, years um, old. Yeah, pretty much. You had the, you had Mario and Duck Hunt. Man. Duck Hunt. Man, Duck Hunt. Man, it was, it was, that was, the, joy, it was the best Christmas ever. My boys in Philly would say. And the thing, uh, the thing about John. it, the thing about it was that. Um, it was like the biggest present under the tree and we, me and my stepbrother at the time we didn't know what it was um but my mom didn't have enough wrapping paper so she didn't want to go to the store and get no more wrapping paper because it was like the night the couple days before christmas the night so before christmas and what she did was she wrapped the top uh-huh. the front and the sides but she didn't wrap the back she just set it up against the wall yeah and she's like don't don't mess with the presents yeah. you know but something in me knew that I that um that I knew I wanted to seek out and find out what it was. So my curiosity led me to the tree. And it was Christmas Eve, I never forget I was laying on the couch on Christmas Eve, uh-huh. the night of Christmas Eve. It's just a dog in you right there. Yeah, just the dog gave me oh, and oh, I hold on, hold on, I'm stopping right there. Your curiosity led you to where? <laughs> to the tree. The tree. That I preach. Uh, that, oh, oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, but uh, one of them Genesis <laughs> revelations right there, baby. But yeah, my, my curiosity did lead me to the tree, and I knew the back wasn't wrapped, so um, I kind of peeked and saw it was a Nintendo. Yet again, the back wasn't wrapped. <laughs> but <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but uh, come to find out, evidently my mom was looking at me through the. You got caught peeking at gifts. She didn't. She didn't tell me right then. I just sneaked. I looked at it. I, I was so overjoyed. I jumped back on the couch, went back to sleep. So the next morning, she let me open it and everything. See, but she bold, right? she didn't let me hook it up. You know what I was, you know what I was told, bro? You can hook it up, bro. Nope. Hey, well y'all told us about Christmas night about keeping your eyes shut and why? No. I was told that they put pepper in your eyes. He oh, was Jesus. up, yeah, bro. Yeah, That's the only Christmas <laughs> I wasn't told that, stuff. bro. Yeah, I was told you get pimp putting out, and then like uh, we all used to look for gifts, though. Yeah, that was pretty always cool. You know what's funny? I never did. 
We was bad, bro. I, I, I don't remember ever looking for gifts, but now that you think about it, I remember we had Christmas in Florida, and I remember when Sega Genesis first dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my dad bought us a Sega Genesis. I remember playing, like, Sonic. I don't Sonic. know if I ever had a Sega, man. I used to play Streets. Yeah, I used to play for Sonic and Streets of Rage. Oh, no. Hey, Mike Tyson punch out, though. Yep. That was it, John. Yeah. Hey, but, um,. What was the one basketball game we used to play like all the time? Was Ooh, that Arch Rivals? Oh, nah, just, double me, dribble? That to me it was NBA Jam. Double dribble? NBA Jam? Well, I used to play NBA Jam at Joe House all the time. Yeah, that. I had that. Uh, yeah, Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. But it was Super the one with Jordan was on it. Jordan versus Bird? Bulls nah, versus Blazers? One that, man, it could have been that. When did Live start coming out? How old was we? Live uh, Live was out for a minute. I mean, my first memory of Live was like Live 95 with Mitch Richmond on the cover. I remember that. I remember somebody told me that was my cousin. <laughs> Who was on the cover, Rodney? Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond. How do you know that? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, Rodney knows everything. Golly. Like, that's a perfect example of Rodney's, like, encyclopedic knowledge of sports. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like, it's always been like that. How do you know that? <laughs> Stuff like you wouldn't uh, think about knowing. I don't know. Hey, what Mike Vick get on his uh, algebra test when he was a senior? He, he got 76. <laughs> Nah, man. Man, let Christmas be a joyful time for you, though, man. Yeah, Seriously, don't feel bad man. if don't you got it. If you don't go into debt, yeah, buy your kids stuff they don't already got. Watch them hoverboards because they're catching on fire. I still want one, though. I, I still want one, too. Like, for real. <laughs> Joseph, if you listening, you know my Christmas list. Man, I'm telling you, bro. I told my kids today before they left, I'm like, look, man, because they was mad because. Like, two of my girls in the class got gifts from, like, the soldiers came. Oh, okay. But, like, their families are, like, really low income. Oh, okay. So they do a program for them. The students are jealous of them. So I, like, finally just, like, look, yeah. yeah. I ain't telling them why they got gifts. So I'm like, yeah. look, man, you know, just be grateful for whatever you get. Because right. even the stuff you don't want, somebody wish they had. So, like, you know, I also read something real. It was written by... It was like a non-believer wrote it, but it was like kind of prophetic. Like I loved it. They were saying like parents have the, uh, I guess, the sense to talk about like don't have all your expensive extravagant gifts come from Santa if you're gonna be yeah. that parent. Like because like don't have but the PS4 and the Xbox One be from yeah. Santa, and then because the, your kids are going to school saying, well look what Santa got me. Uh, look what and my then, mom worked for. Exactly. My pops work. Let the smaller gifts, you know what I'm saying? Not insignificant, but like, you know, the the stocking stuffers, let that be from Santa because you may have some lower, you know what I'm saying, privileged kids. It'd be like, dang, man, Santa doesn't love me, but he loves you. Like, you got the the PS4, the new Jordan (laughs) retros, you know what I'm saying? But like, all I got was like this new backpack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Santa, I've been good all year, but you don't realize that we just can't afford that. Yeah. But another thing, Thing, man, it, and it, it really blessed me yesterday, man. I seen a uh, video on Facebook, and it was uh, with some inner city kids from Atlanta, and they kind of brought them all into a room. It was like the Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta, and they brought them in a room, and they asked the kids. It was like eight of them. And they was like, "Hey, what's your Christmas wish?" You know, and they they told them. You know, like some said an Xbox, some said you know a computer, stuff like that. And then they was like, "Well, what would your parents want? You know, what would your mom or dad want?" And you know they were like, oh, so one boy he was like, my mom would want a ring. He was like, she's never had a ring, um, you know. And they were just listing all the stuff. Some people said their mom wanted a dress. Some people said their mom and dad wanted a necklace and stuff like that. So the, you know the people already kind of knew what they wanted because they filled it filled it out before. So they brought both of the gifts in, 
And man, like the kids were like so ecstatic. They they gave them that whatever they wanted. They showed it to them first. Yeah. They was like, hey, here's the new computer. Here's the new Xbox. And the kids were like, oh man. But then they said, hey, you know, hey, look, look at this. You know, this is what you, your mom would want. Man, let me tell you. Every and they was like, you could keep, you could only keep one of the oh, gifts. Kind of like you know a social test. Yeah. They was like, yeah. you could only keep one gift. And um, they was like, you can either have your gift or you can give the gift to your parents. Man, every one of those kids chose to give the gift to their parents. Man, That's man. dope, bro. And I, and they and then the guy was like, well, why would you give your your you know your mom you know the gift? You could get this expensive gift. He was like, why would you give your mom this gift? And the kids was just like, you know, my mom deserves it. You know, she they takes care of me. You know, they work hard. That's and it, it really blessed me, man. You know, because a lot of times society now, we talk about children like they're so ungrateful, man, right. and things like that. But, you know, a lot of a lot of kids are still being raised right, you know, still being. It depends on where they're at, too. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they were all lower, yeah, lower income, you know, families That's and amazing. stuff like that. And so at the end, they gave them both gifts. They were like, hey, because you chose, you know, the gift for your mom, we're going to give you the gifts, too. And the kids were just crying. They're like, ah. Kids in my class ain't like that. So we like they need to move to inner city Atlanta. Atlanta. The producers are like, look here, pick the one for your parents. We're gonna give you the other gift anyway. But this is the time we're gonna film it. It was a good. It was a good. uh, Yeah, it was a good eye. You know, we messed it up, bro. How did I mess it up? Because man, that could have been sincere. I'm pretty sure. Nah, this one little boy. Sure the little, as soon as the dude asked him, he was like, "Which one?" He didn't even let the guy finish. He was like, "This one for my dad." For my dad. Oh, yeah, man. he didn't even let him finish. He was like, "Why?" He was like, "Why is so quick?" He was like, "Cause my dad takes care of me." And wasn't something similar with the commercial with the kids going to like Walmart, whatever? And like they said, you could pick a toy out for yourself, or you could pick a toy out for another kid. Yeah. And all the kids were like saying, "Well, I just I buy a toy for someone else." And yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good, man. That, that's that's good going around. So I'm happy man, that we uh showed the parents what it means. Right, bro. Yeah. You know. Like there was a little boy in my class. He had got some M ones. You know the Shaq ones, but they look like Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> like it's funny, but it ain't funny. Like, cause yeah. he was really happy about these shoes. Yeah. And like he had got them. They was the white ones, bro. Like, I see him at Walmart all the time. He was so happy about them shoes, bro. And like, um, I had to like get onto a student because it was clowning his shoes. Like, yeah. They enjoyed it. Them Shacks, or they didn't say they were Shacks. They just said they were yeah. they Walmart. So I'm like, man, you know, first of all, your parents bought you the shoes you have on your feet. Yeah. You don't have no money, so just be grateful that your parents. You, don't have no you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't make somebody feel bad because they don't, you know, their parents ain't got the kind of bread that exactly. Or their parents just choose not to spend money on that on kind that. of stuff for them right now, man. Right. You don't try to down nobody. They just gotta be tall, bro. Yeah, not the right way. Did y'all ever in, uh, remember? You ever see that video with the one airline? I forgot which one it was. All the people who were getting on the airplane, they had like a big, huge projector set up, and like they had like Santa Claus on a video, and he was like asking all the boys and girls what uh, what they want, like what the parents want. You know what I'm saying? So you know, while while they're waiting on the plane to come, like they're all like, okay, yeah, I want to. 50 years television this that the third so they're all giving their gifts they recorded all that so when they get on the airplane I think it was like, like an airplane for Canada mm-hmm. like on the airplane the airline goes out to the store and they buy everything that they wish for and they wrap it up professionally so when they land at the destination so instead of their luggage coming out their luggage comes out first and then they have all their gifts come out with oh, their names cute. attached to oh, it. Oh, that's dope. And they also gave them like uh, free tickets for like a, the next, you know, so it was kind of an advertisement for the airline, but it was really dope. That, yeah. was, that was a pretty good idea. You know, um, speaking of airlines, this have nothing to do with gifts. <laughs> so we get back from Burma, right? We get home. My suitcase is broken. 
these fools <laughs> broke my lock off of the thing. You know what I'm saying? And like broke the uh, zipper too. Man, that was a new suitcase, bro. Oh, you talking about the, the new one you bought? Yes. In Burroughs? Oh, yeah, that. Like, come on, dog. Like, I mean, they gonna break them zippers. I mean, them locks. Yeah. They gonna break them locks. I, well, I read that later, but I was, I yeah. still didn't have to be happy about it. <laughs> What the I mean, heck, man? I thought you was ISIS. <laughs> bro, I was pretty mad about that. But I'm, I'm well, I, I guess I ain't got over it. Father, <laughs> no, forgive, me, was, forgive me for being mean. Yeah, uh, pretty uh, heated about that thing. Yeah, I, man. You just brought that back when you was talking about airline. Uh, that. <laughs> brought that like feeling back up in my spirit. A repressed memory. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, man, you broke my lock. Oh, really? man. That's too funny. Nothing in there but some dirty clothes. Nah. Well. Y'all want to jump into the topics? Let's talk about it. Talk about it. it. Let's dive in. I'm about to. Watch that. I was going to sing it, but he did it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we both was about to dive in. So, we we had some things we wanted to kind of chop it up and talk about. So, we actually decided we're going to kind of combine the topics. And we can almost... Branch it off of just really one Bible verse. Yes, that's loud. The scripture and uh, not to get all super deep, but like it's it's relevant, I think, to to a lot of what we talking about um, and wanted to kind of talk about. So, brother Earl, hey. uh, admittedly, me and Roddy didn't remember what the Bible verse was at, but brother Earl remembered. So, <laughs> forgive me. Yeah. So, hey. Uh, <laughs> Brother Earl, why don't you go ahead and give us our scripture passage? All right, it's going to be coming out of the, uh, the book of First John. First John, two and sixteen. Okay. Yes, sir. And that reason says what? What does it say? Now, you want me to read the yeah, we need, yeah. context? All right. I mean, I don't want to. All right, for those who have different versions, okay, don't be offended, please. Don't be offended. Right. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world. Love the world The love of the Father Is not in him Okay For all that is in the world Is the lust of the flesh Lust of the eyes And the boastful Pride of life The boastful And it's not from the Father But it's from from the world That's from a I think some kind of New King James version So if you want to read it From a King James You can I have the King James Up here Go ahead brother For all That is in the world The lust of the flesh And the lust of the eyes And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Of the who? World. World. Yes, sir. Yep. So, because one God can change the world. Okay, uh, big shot. Good <laughs> <laughs> plan. All right, go ahead, social. Now, so we just want to kind of uh, tackle that <laughs> that verse and just kind of you know dive in a little bit and kind of dissect it. Apply it to real world, you know what I'm saying, scenarios. Uh, so I guess we can start off with uh, so, the first part of it. Well, let's do, let's do it like this. Okay. We'll, we'll read it again. For all, all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, we'll go back. And I know a lot of people will kind of jump to the scripture that says we're in the world, but not of it. Yeah, but that doesn't make us immune to everything that you know that the world holds exactly and i think that's i i know that's what people take it as as far as being a christian we have a certain immunity from 
you know our our it desires. Falls. Yeah, right, right, our right. desires. But that's the farthest thing from the truth, man. Because the Bible also says with every temptation, he's going to provide a way of escape. Now, it tells you that you got a way to get out of it, but, yeah. it, but it tells you that you're going to, you know, you are going to be tempted. So you can't, I don't, I don't believe that you can justify by saying, you know, by receiving the Lord, by receiving the Holy Spirit, that you have a certain immunity because I think that's, you know, crazy. Just in my, in my point of view. You know, it's funny because uh, I think back what David said because like my very first or actually my favorite Bible verse oh, is uh, Psalm <laughs> <laughs> Psalm 1914 okay, what is the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart mm. be acceptable in thy sight O Lord my oh, we preaching in here this evening now the verse <laughs> I love this before that it says keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins let them not have dominion over me, that I shall be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. This is David talking. Yes, sir. So I, I looked up kind of like what presumptuous meant. Mm-hmm. It means like pitfalls that you're supposed to fall into. Yeah. So it's like, okay, as a man, I'm supposed to struggle with this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's, let's talk about this, that, and the third. All right. Let's, so I guess- Let's uh, kind of lay it out there. Let's, let's lay it out there. I, I brought up to uh, a friend of mine, uh, I was talking about how uh, I work with- uh, one of my coworkers, and she was sharing with me how she was kind of going through, and that um, her husband, uh, she had found out it had been unfaithful and cheated on her, and so she was like real, you know, devastated by that news. So I was like, you know, just and he was abusive and everything too, but like I was like sharing the story with another, another Christian friend of mine, saying like, you know what, this is the advice I gave her, what you think I should have said, and he was like, well, when I mentioned, I said, you know, like, man, her husband cheated on her. He was like, okay. And I mean, like, what you mean, okay? He was like, well, is the dude saved? I was like, well, no. He says, well, what do you expect? And that kind of, like, made me kind of stop and pause, thinking, like, really? And I asked him, I was like, well, what do you mean? He says, well, man, us being saved by grace through faith, you know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is what keeps us from acting like that. And I had to, like, you know, respectfully disagree, saying, okay, just because I'm saved, I would like to think that it's not just me being saved is the only reason why I would be faithful to my spouse. Mm. You know? Yes, sir. And so I guess we put the whole entire point of talking about the lust of the flesh. You know what I'm saying? And the lust of the eye. Yeah, but <laughs> it starts with the lust of the eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like the lust of the flesh specifically, is that only conquered by us having the Holy Spirit? Mm. Is there certain things that you would not participate in, even if you weren't a Christian? Or is you being a Christian or the reason why you don't fall into the presumptuous sins that David was pretty much talking about? Whether it's being faithful, whether it's, I mean, it could be a plethora of things. You know right. So, right. y'all the married brothers in the audience. <laughs> so, uh, is you being saved what keeps you faithful? No I'm just gonna be honest about it No Because I mean there's There's times where You know There's times that your You know Your mind goes to a place That you didn't think It could go to You know what I'm saying And that's just being real You know what I'm saying I don't care if a a situation Happened where you argue With your spouse You know you get into a, A dispute you know, whatever you you just see something that's attractive to you. You know what I'm saying? Those things happen. 
those things happen in a relationship those things happen in a marriage um that you can't a lot of times you can't stop now you can like like we always say you can't stop birds from flying over your head but you can stop them from building a nest building a nest you know what i'm saying but it's it's if you let that nest build up to where you you think about these things so much to where it's like okay i gotta act on it you know what i'm saying that you you didn't shut down those initial thoughts and it's not because you have the you know I mean, the Holy Ghost helps, of course, but you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's about relationship. You know what I'm saying? And the relationship that you have with your spouse, the relationship that you have with God. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think a lot of times people people take that into consideration when they step out on their, or their spouse or do anything, you know what I'm saying, that's contrary to the, you know, kind of the agreement of marriage, to the vows that they've taken. You don't, it, it's, it's all right now. You're never thinking in the future. You know what I'm saying? And this may be like, I'm, I'm just going to stop you right there. This may be kind of difficult since, you know what I'm saying, like, You've lived, say, for quite a number of years. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm just trying to see if you can try to imagine. Let's say you take God out the equation. Mm -hmm. Like, you just a regular dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not a bad dude. Yeah. A regular dude. You know what I mean? You don't have any type of relationship with God. You may believe in it, but you don't follow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just the the basic tenets of of Christianity. Okay. And you're married. And you have an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to step out. You know what I mean? Like so many of us will get for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Right. Are you choosing to be faithful because of what? Fear of consequences of divorce, fear of like Yeah, I believe all of those things have all of those things play a part and all of those things run through your mind. Um, but like I said, if you don't initially shut something down and you know those thoughts begin to gather it's like a locomotive once it picks up a certain amount of steam you just ain't gonna be able to you you can't just you know step on the brakes and it just stop they don't stop it. you know what i'm saying it's like it's like I'm, I'm almost at the you know quote unquote at the point of no return so you have to shut down those thoughts immediately and that's that's not just being that's not just being a christian that's you know just being a man or being a woman if you're faced with that type of temptation you know you gotta shut you gotta pretty much shut it down or you know like i said those thoughts are going to begin to fester then your imagination is going to you know kind of interlock with your thoughts and that's you know you in the danger zone in yeah right how about you Earl? uh I don't want to get too long. But go this, ahead, can, this can be a lot. Uh, go ahead, bro. I'm going to say, first of all, I mean, you have to, in your mind or your belief system, what's the Holy Spirit to you? You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, we say it's, we learned our advantage or um, a guide, you know, uh, our connection to the Father. Uh, what is grace? You know, the grace gives us the ability, I believe, to carry out a mission or to even be saved without it we couldn't we we couldn't walk it out right so i'm gonna go as far as saying i've thought about this since we talked about it last week i think even though i would consider myself a good dude i think it's only the grace of god or the holy spirit the reason i haven't (laughs) acted upon some of my thoughts uh because like i said i I believe i was a good dude but I don't. I don't believe. I believe my moral uh, thoughts or my uh, belief system can only take me so far. Because if not, what do I need the Holy Spirit for? Right. What do I need grace for? You know what I'm saying? So I think 
Yeah. Let me just interject a point real quick. Just just to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that um, because you said morally, you know, that you normally would say you're you were a good person and things like that, would you say that? um, No. No, but I, but like morally, would you say like, you would you try to justify it at the justify end? Justify cheating? Yeah, or whatever, whatever the indiscretion was. Would morally, would you try to say, would you justify? It? That was my question. Like because you said I'm a good person, I'm a good dude, yeah. And the reason I did this is because of this. I probably would try to justify it if I would have did it then. It's kind of interesting though because we, we keep on saying. We'd be a good dude, but what's the benchmark? Yeah, I guess. I'll, what do you judge that? Like, you, our moral compass has to be based upon some type Something. of morality. Something. So, if we're not using the Bible as like the benchmark that we're yeah. saying we're a good dude, how do you know you're a good dude? Yeah, you feel me? You know, I was like saying like. The biggest cheat in the world might be feel like I'm a good dude, you know what I mean? Like, but shoot, like my my biology, my makeup is not made for me just to be monogamous. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like what I see, you know, I see what I like. And I'm gonna go ahead and go for it. That's mean I'm a bad dude, that's mean I stop loving my wife. I still love her. I just wanna be with other people at certain times. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and let's let's make a quick disclaimer. None of us <laughs> none of us right here will ever, ever, you know what I'm saying, condone, co-sign yeah. or condone anybody being unfaithful. Oh no, not you at all. You know what I'm saying? So not let's just make that very clear. Yeah, I um, think with me, what I'm getting at is I think that moral stuff, being a good guy has limitations. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you don't have any and I'm, I'm talking spiritually now. If you don't believe in it, I mean, you know, you're gonna think whatever I'm saying is you know, <laughs> gibberish anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right, but right. coming from that aspect, like God says, you know, you know, we'll all be tempted. You know, I know this is not the the way the scripture goes, but you know, but God provides a way of escape. You know, there's a lot more to that scripture. But I, I believe if you, as an unbeliever, I don't have anything to, you know, my morals only gonna take me so far. But in a in a point where you know, if something does overtake me, you know what I'm saying? I don't have anything to fight it with, man. You know, so the stuff I did do before I was a believer, you know, like maybe my mouth, you know, maybe stuff I watched, you know, the way I responded to people, you know, versus now where I think I have a, you know, a choice. Right. Which we'll get to that, you know what I'm saying? Before it was just like, I ain't had no boundaries, no guidelines, so there was nothing to, you know, sustain, nothing to guide, you know, it's just me. And and I'm with you too, Earl, like, now that I think about it, initially I think I was with with you, Rodney, with my mindset saying I would like to think that I would have enough morality, even as a non-believer, just to to, to be faithful, but (laughs) I think now that I kind of think about it, it's like, man... Like, I think it's really the grace of God that, that's kept me, you know what I'm saying, this far. You know what I'm saying? With just how I normally act and how I normally respond to situations. And okay. I, I think it's hard enough, you know what I'm saying, walking it out, period, as a believer. That was, uh, that was going to be my question. Yeah. So do you think that, because I'm pretty sure, I, I know there's got people that are not saved that have been totally faithful to their spouses, you know. Exactly. A quote unquote a good husband. You so know what it, I'm saying? It, it can be done. It can be done. Right. So are we saying this because we know us? You you know who you are deep down eternally. Yeah? You know, is that is that the reason you're giving the answer that you're giving? It has to be. 
I, for, for me personally, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, for me personally, it has to be. I can't speak for nobody else, but but Jonathan Tyrone Brewster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, that, and that, that that's why I wanted to shift that, just to say, you know, because there are there are men that are going to be faithful that don't know Christ, maybe atheists, you know what I'm saying, and they, you know, stay faithful to their wife, you know, 30, 40, 50 years or whatever, you know what I'm saying, because they feel like they have that unconditional and they do have an unconditional love for that person. So, you know, are we are we basing our answers on, you know, what we think or what we know to be us? I think it's both. That kind of segues to even we know what we like. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so, like, even with the whole, if we talk about the lust of the eye, I know what I like. And I know that for a fact that I've been told, if you got a lust problem, you get married is not going to solve your lust problem. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you have a problem with your eyes mm-hmm. and where they focus on and what they dwell on like you were talking about yeah and you thinking okay let me go ahead and let me solve it by getting married somebody so now I can have that's the wrong answer sex yeah and I can have it legally you know what I'm saying yeah. according to the, the laws of God right. you know what I'm saying and the boundaries of marriage so that should fulfill and quench my lust problem That's that could be more wrong yeah because you because <laughs> you think like okay now I'm getting married now I can have sex whenever I want to. It don't work like that. I'ma just tell you being married. Yeah. It don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you can you know, you could you could have the discussion with your spouse or your you know, your fiance before you get married, you know. Um, you can get it whenever you need it, whenever you want it, you know. <laughs> you can have that conversation. But I'm telling you it don't work like that. So um, just like you said, it's not gonna. That doesn't give you the equation to the problem. Right. It, the, the problem is deeper than um, I just need sex all the time. It's, it's a deeper problem than that. Exactly. That's not the root cause of the issue. Right, right. Because if you do have that lust problem, like we said, whenever your desire is not met, you gonna be like a crackhead trying to find that fix. Seeking what you can find to, and, and lust is not gonna ever be fulfilled. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point, brother. Yeah, lust is never ever gonna be quenched or fulfilled. You always gonna need more of it. Mm, give me a high five. Yeah, hallelujah. Put some claps right yeah, there. Some, can we take? Can we get some claps right there? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that last week. Get some uh, claps. Clap it up one time. Yes, sir. So I mean, like, we as brothers, mm-hmm. and we, we can't speak for everybody, but I know us three. Uh-huh. Like, we know, you know, what I'm saying naturally what we're attracted to right it's not just with even us it's like men as a whole yeah i think it's been proven fact by how society has demanded women to look a certain way in order to get a certain level of attention and notoriety yes you can even see like women and celebrities who have um gone through multiple plastic surgeries because we have like an obsession with like Big butts. Yeah, big, big, big breasts. Big breasts, yeah. big breasts, you know what I'm saying? Curvaceous Small women. Waist. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why is it that that's so attractive to us? Like, because that's not how normal women look. Especially women who've had children, <laughs> right? women who are working women, women who are. <laughs> carry everyday lives you don't spend 24-7 with a personal trainer and hair and makeup right. 24-7 we understand that's plastic that's fake that's not real you know uh, I had a homeboy tell me one time he was like man when I saw a couple of these uh, makeover videos like 
the first date we going swimming. Like <laughs> we going swimming on the first date because if you don't want to go swimming, that tells me that nah, I, I, I can't really trust. Because like, y'all out here catfishing. But um, but I mean, I I feel it's is because sex sells. Sex sales. Yeah, yeah, sex sales. So because sex sales, sex is gonna be pumped into everything, whether it be um, movies, music, television, commercials, radio, you know, internet. Everything that we do is gonna have a almost uh, sexual undertone or overtone. You know, just depending on what you're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you know they they play upon. You know, it's kind of like the, well, how would you say it? Like the, like the fiddler. You know, the fiddler, the Pod Piper, the, the Pod, Pod Piper. Piper. Yeah. The Pod Piper know what notes to play to get you to start dancing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, your enemy knows you. The enemy's been, Satan's been studying us since, you know, the day we came out of our mother's womb. You know what I'm saying? So he knows what you like. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, we can say generally men like this, you know, whatever, whatever. But every man got a different taste. We, you know, some like BBWs, you know, <laughs> you know, some, <laughs> you know, some like real, skin, some like real skinny women. You know what I'm saying? But you know, uh, to, to each his own. So everybody got their own flavor. You know what I'm saying? But it's that one common thing. You know, sex sells. So it doesn't matter whether it's a a, a model that's on you know TV every day or you know some some woman that's 400 pounds. Some man is gonna find her attractive. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you know your enemy knows you. So you 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 gotta you gotta be smarter than your enemy. And it's so funny, like, cause even recently, all the hate that that that's that Curry's wife. All the backlash that she got from her her one little Twitter, you know what I'm saying, comment. Mm-hmm. She was just saying, like, I'd rather just keep my body covered up for my husband. Like yeah. You know, what I mean people like was really hating on that comment, that. you know, which I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I didn't understand the backlash from that either. I mean But but it the backlash came from somebody that is on the opposite side of the fence that feels like they need to take off their clothes yeah, well, to was, get was attention. Was it John Legend's wife? No, it was um some escort. I heard it on the radio. Yeah, but I think uh, oh somebody else may have said it too. But I know too. It, it was a it was a it was a professional Sheesh. escort that came that was like going back and forth with her. Like oh, all basketball players cheat, and you know it's only a matter of time. You know I look this way because of men like your husband. You know and things like that. So it was somebody on the totally on the other side. Wow, which definitely doesn't make it any better because uh, did this whole boy just get caught? From the Warriors, uh, Clay. Oh, oh, yeah, like yeah, his girlfriend just out of here for, for being a cheater. Oh, see. But hey, but you know, that's the that's the that's the part about it. You know, what I'm saying it's you know. Temptation is only a temptation because it's something you want. Thank you, thank you. Because what you are tempted by, and somebody else may not be, may not be tempted by. You yeah. know, and so that's why you have to continue to renew your mind. Because, yeah. in fact, I think our temptations change over the years too. They do. Yeah. I you mean, know? like me, like me. Y'all know me. I never smoked, never drank. Then I know most of y'all, both of y'all, probably nah. never did it either. Yeah. But like somebody can't come and tempt me with that. But if a woman walk past me. You know, that's a temptation not to look. 
sundress season is <laughs> difficult. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. I mean, yeah, and I, I guess that even goes to what we talked about earlier. So somebody cheating on their wife may not be a, a temptation to even an unbeliever. You know, that may not be their thing. But I will say this, and again, I don't want to, I hate to get too heavy on these things, but uh, I do always want to acknowledge, man, every good thing, man, you know, I do believe comes from God. So even your good thoughts, <laughs> or your good morals, you know, I mean, without God, they're just what, some, you know, what are they? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I mean, at the end of the day, if you choose to acknowledge God or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, where does good come from? You know what I'm saying? Somewhere. It came from somewhere, man. So, um, whatever your temptation is, doc, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? like, yeah. yeah. And so, and that's the thing. Uh, well, that's the thing I say because I guess we we're we're having this discussion because this is you know kind of where we live. You know what I'm saying? But somebody else's temptation may not be sexual. You know what I'm saying? Just like we just said, it's not your temptation ain't sexual. You know what I'm saying? Your temptation is, you know, stealing or lying, you know, money laundering. I'm so you know? happy you bitch. I, I was really good ready to go there. Like oh, said, no, no, no. no that's I'm, a, that's a, that's a perfect segue. I would say, like, we talked about, like, the sexual says, but yeah. how about, like, let's say you are saved. So, would that, is, is you being saved stop you from stealing or cheating on your taxes? Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Lying to your boss, Mm-mm. you know what yeah. I'm saying about you know you call it off of work because you sick, you know yeah. what I mean like stuff like that that we deem as okay. little sins. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like it's all choice, man. No, it's choice. I mean, you could choose to use your connection, use your strength. You know what I'm saying? Or you can choose to ignore it. You know, I always hear people say God's a gentleman. You know, he's not he's not a robot. Right, he's not gonna control you and say you know. If that was the case, man, we would have never had the incident in the garden. Right. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't have had an option. You know, they would have never ate from the tree, that tree. Exactly. You know, but I think um, just understanding both sides, you know, because they did, you know, God says that, you know, our thoughts and the intent of our heart were forever evil, you know. So, I mean, without the Holy Ghost or some kind of God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we can't even really think, you know, good. I mean that that influence comes from somewhere, right. you know. So it's like, I guess at the end of the day, man, it's like you you got to make a choice, man. You got to make a choice because I mean we've all slipped up. I believe I won't say slipped up. We all done things. Right. But one thing I'm learning too, man, just in growing up, a lot of times, man, we look for um, cop outs or excuses. You know, well I'm a human. I'm supposed to mess up. The devil, baby. Yeah, though. you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think that, and I say that boldly. I believe you don't have to. I really do. I mean. I think when you focus on that, on that weakness, it becomes a little more easier to like give yourself a cop out. Not saying that you ever won't, but um, I heard a guy, man, that I really, I really respect, man, uh, Ty White, um, missionary man and preacher, and he talks a lot about having a sound conscience, you know, and not a sin conscience. Oh. You know, and we have a sin conscience, yeah. We always tend to focus on, yeah, I'm a weak vessel, I'm gonna slip up, blah blah blah. But we just focus on loving God, man. And, your relationship with your father, you know. Right. You ain't, good. Yeah, you ain't too, <laughs> you know, everything falls in line with that, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, we look at that a, a lot of times as for money, you know, and, and things, but you now seeking the kingdom, man, is building a relationship with your father, man, walking in sonship, you know, and all the other things will be added to you, which means we see God for gifts and, you know, <laughs> I want to pl- flow in the prophetic so I can draw a crowd or mm. I want to heal. But like, man, see God, God, man, all them things will be 
at it anyway. We got everything we need there, so we focus on having a relationship with our father, man, and it's a little easier to not so much worry about temptations, you know. Even though they'll come, You're right? You know, but but then you focus on the correct part because you do fo- focus on the relationship, right? Because if it, and I believe that's why, you know. People have that testimony of We'll go back to the cheating on their wife thing And and cheating on their husband or whatever We'll go back to that because I've heard the testimony Countless times like Yeah I had the opportunity Yeah Yeah, it was presented to me But I thought about my wife I Mm -hmm. thought about the relationship I thought about the damage I would do to my family I thought about those things and if and like just like Earl said, if we think about those things when it comes to relationship with the father, we won't get into a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? We won't enter into things that, you know, you be like a- afterwards, you be like, man, I, I didn't really have to do that. You yeah. know, I shouldn't have done that. If you think about the relationship aspect beforehand and what you're going to jeopardize yeah. instead of just saying, oh, I have a grace card. Uh, I had that elasticity of grace that I can use up. You know, yeah. I, I, I've been good for three months. It's time for me to mess up. Like we said, we yeah. have that human element to say right, that right, justifies right. it to say, "Oh, oh, uh, I, I can, I can, I, I, I've afforded myself to to mess up a little bit because I've been so self righteous, you know, for this period of time." Oh. Oh. And, I, and you know, and the reason I said it, it's not for, I don't want anybody to walk in like condemnation, man. You know, but it's one of them things where, like, I think it's so dangerous because we think we have so much control over our lives. That we like, I can slip up, it's cool, you know, and I can just bounce back. You don't have that much control over your life, man. Right. So when you focused on that, and then you always using that that cop out, you know, God forbid, you know. Something does. Yeah, something happens and you you die in that sin, you know, or you know what I'm saying, you don't get a chance, man. Opportunity for you so, prepare, yeah, man. so that's where I'm like, I know for me personally, without the grace of God and the Holy Ghost, I, I am a filthy mess, you know what I'm saying? So like, why not kind of just like, Try to dwell in that place. No, not well, so shoot. Much. I mean, even with the Holy Ghost, we like filthy rags. Yeah, I mean, right. when it when it come down to it, yeah. like even with the the grace that we walking into, we still find ourselves slipping up. Right. I mean, my God, like how many times we turn on the news, we find another pastor, or another yeah, somebody. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Who is falling? By the wayside Just the people We don't know know about You know what I'm saying For real You know so without, Those are just, those are just The folks that get caught You know what right. I'm saying well, I, I would say this, a lot I put life. it this way Without continually Walking in that grace And staying in that place With God Because when you're there If you're in that place you, I think people When they mess up And do stuff It's because they're not In that place Right Like nobody can tell me That I was in prayer And I was seeking <laughs> God And my thoughts were <laughs> right. You know On seeking Contra- my father And I just went And screwed some lady No you didn't You stepped out of a place somewhere you know you right. did something Ugh. to separate yourself you got out of that place of seeking god you know you left that place and you went and did your thing you know what i'm saying but like in that place walking in that yeah you can't tell me that <laughs> there's no way bro you know what i'm saying so i think we make decisions sometimes so yeah. I, I, you touched on something i want to ask you do you think that that's possible to to do what's that to dwell and stay in that place because and I could be wrong but thinking about it I can only think of only one person who ever did that and that was Eden yeah I like, think I'd be like, when, he, when he walked with God yeah. so like God was just like man you was just you yeah. own it so much I'm just gonna take you I'm just gonna take you cause I mean you already got it yeah. I, I can't think of anybody else biblically historically 
that I've ever no, known who's able I to con- consistently walk in that place. Do I believe it's you know? done? I believe it's possible. Do I believe we do it? I'm not going to sit here and lie and say my thoughts are always right, right. in that. If it's possible, yeah, but we make it impossible. Right. Because yeah. because we, I think we we give in to stuff, you know what I'm saying? You have a choice, man. You got to renew your mind daily. You have a choice, you know what I'm saying? When I, my mind drifts and your mind drifts, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a choice to either come back or it's a choice to say, man, I'm going to chill here for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when you chill there for a while, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a danger zone. Anytime you step out of the authority of God, man, and that grace, you become easy prey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of, you know, renewing that mind, man, and, and getting back. And I think with that story, we kind of, we kind of see, in our finite minds, we see it as a bubble. Like he walked around like because you say he walked to walk with God, you know what I'm saying? In that right. in that type of level, we say, we vision it as a bubble. Like couldn't nothing touch him in this bubble, you know what I'm saying? But we have to think about it like we're in a different time, you know what I'm saying? And things like that. Now you can, like we said, I don't believe it's impossible for somebody to walk in that level because if it's a level that you can enter into, it's a level that you can stay in. Well, I guess I'm just kind of curious because, yeah, you're right. We are at a different time. However, <coughs> excuse me, thinking about the story with Enoch, this is before the flood. Mm-hmm. And this is arguably probably the most the most sinful time the earth has ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seen. So it's like the temptation level and the level of wickedness that he was surrounded with was just at all time high. You know, not to, not to get too deep biblically, you know what I'm saying, um, with that story, but it's like, I man, feel, I know what you mean. He, but yeah, he, he was able to, to to still carry a level of righteousness that the world has never seen. Right, but that that's the that's I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Now, because he carried that level of righteousness, does that mean that he didn't see anything that was on the outside world? You know. Oh, of course, he, he, he had to see it. But exactly, but but, he, but that's he kept that, himself from it though. Exactly, that's that's where we differ at. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, that's when you step out because you were in that vein, you were in that lane, you were in that safe place. Like you said, you had a renewed mind, you were praying and things like that. But where's the transition point where you don't maintain that attitude and you come over to the other side? It's like, oh, now I'm susceptible to these things again, and that's the pride of life. Oh. <laughs> you feel me? Like that to me is perfect because that's that's the pride of life. That's like you not wanting to admit that you're right. Yeah, I I can walk into this, mm. you know, area. I don't, of, I don't always want to. Yeah, but <laughs> say, say that again. Say that again. I don't always want to. You know, what I'm you don't always want to, and like it's not what you want to do all the time. No, but it's so easy to fall back into. That area of like, you know what? My flesh don't want to do this. Right. So I'm just gonna give in to my flesh because it's easier. And it feels good. Of course, if, if sin didn't feel good, we wouldn't operate it. Right. Exactly. You it know, be prevalent. Yeah. Like, and I think we like for somebody just you know we don't want nobody to get it twisted. You know, like we ain't saying nobody in here ever struggle with nothing. You know, because oh we all have. Yeah, we all have. I probably do have something that we right. You know, and I think that's just that's just being real and honest. But like I said, we just want to get to a point to understand like it's possible. You know, yeah, it's possible. You know, I think that when you come to that conclusion and realize that you are fallible, yeah, and that yeah. you are in need of, of grace daily, 
And let's just keep it real. I need grace daily. hourly. I gotta renew my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Daily, probably hourly. You know what I'm saying? Minute by minute. By the minute, second by second. You know what I mean? For me to really build upon that grace. Uh, when you realize that you are a work in progress, that's where I think you can really make strides for righteousness. As opposed to you feeling like, you know what, that you can't be touched and if you do slip and fall, no one can ever know about it ever, you yeah. know, because of the audience that you want to hold or, or the people that you want to bring, you know what I'm saying, into the fold. And I think that you do people a disservice when they see yeah. somebody that think they think that doesn't struggle. Plastic. Ever, you know what I'm saying? It's like, my God, like, you so you, you just wonderful all the time. Like, you just... Never have an evil thought or, like, never, you know what I'm saying, are tempted by anything. It's like, yeah, come you, on, you that's... for that, that's for the kids. Yeah, and I, I remember a preacher, you know, Pastor Paul, he actually yeah. said that during uh, the Balanced Believer Faith mm-hmm. Conference. You know, he's he kind of called out preachers, you know, just saying, preacher, stop. Oh, he sure did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, sure, yeah, just stop making it seem like you've, uh, you've ascended to a level... You've arrived. ...to where you don't struggle anymore, you know? And then that will go against... Bible I think too man Like even when they talked about in Genesis When um, he was talking about that You know the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the enemy mm-hmm. And that you know he would bruise his head But he would bruise his heel Like it's a constant struggle man With sin and it's going to be You know what I'm saying but it's like At the end of the day we know we win Right. But at the end of the day a struggle is a what It's, true. it's, a, it's fight. a fight man You know so we gotta make a choice And how dare you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how dare you have the audacity to to put on a front like you don't struggle or not tempted Bro. when Christ himself, yeah. was you know tempted. what I'm saying, was tempted right with with three things yeah. that his flesh wanted. He was hungry. We hungry. we know that man had to be hungry. That's the key scripture, right? Come down. You know he what I'm was saying? tempted with all that. All that, you know what I'm Less saying. Of the flesh, flesh was his hunger. Eye. You know what I'm saying. And the pride of life. You know what I mean? Because you think about it, you like I'll make you the king of this thing. I am the king. Yeah, like how you gonna and, do this? And like you give me something I already own. Right. <laughs> Throw yourself down and let, let these angels, you know what I'm saying, catch you before because they gonna let your, you know what I'm saying, self dash against the rock. Right. And like you know that you, you got Almighty and you got it like that. You know, but it's like saying, I'm not gonna let you do that. Get, yeah. get behind me. But that that goes back again to relationship. When you understand the position that you're in in a relationship, you you don't want to jeopardize it. You're not going to jeopardize it. You know what I'm saying? Because it means something. Exactly. You, you place st- you place value in that. You place value in your relationship. So if you place value in your relationship with your wife, with your husband, with your children, you know what I'm saying? All those things go into consideration when you make a decision. Like I said, now we're not going to say that people haven't been selfish in the past because they have. You know what I'm saying? Selfishness, you know, that's you know, that's that's the thing that sin hinges on and thrives on. You know what I'm saying? But what you you know, when you come in when you come into a situation, you have to realize that you know, it's greater than you at that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're jeopardizing something m- Far more than it's not just you. You can't just say, "I'm uh, if I do it, God's gonna forgive me," and and that be the end of the repercussions. Because that's that's dirty in any relationship, right? That's like trying to you know you gotta we'll just talk like female and dude. 
you got a girl you know gonna ride with you you know no matter what and God ain't got low self esteem but you know people in them situations right. I could do whatever for, uh, to this girl step out she gonna take me back anyway right yeah sooner or later man you know girl gonna be like look you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> enough is enough. Enough is you know enough. What I'm saying? Enough is enough, man. So I think we do that with God a lot of times too. You know, he gonna forgive me anyway. Well, I think that falls back into the category of frustrating the grace of God. Yeah. Which that I story do. you told about the um, the guy that time at the altar that your dad Oh yeah. It's a dangerous place, man. I don't know if we wanna get into that right now, but I mean, Well, I mean like the long story short, like he had been uh it was a minister and he was powerfully used by God and he uh, started just operating out of the flesh and he wasn't being really led and so um, my father was a pastor of a different church this is years and years and years ago at the time and so this minister started like taking like new new members and having them travel other places with him and they were missing services he was like look you're seasoned in the faith if you want to visit other places and operate in your giftings, okay, I, I'm not going to try to stop you, like, do that, but leave the people that we have born here, like, we're planning up here, we're trying to grow, we're trying to build them up, like, they're not ready to go out there and eat everywhere, you know what I'm saying, like, it's just not wise, he wouldn't listen, so my dad had to finally let him know, like, look, if you don't, if you're not willing to submit to any type of level of authority in this congregation, I got to ask you not to come back. And so he said it was it was difficult for him because he never had to like remove someone from a, a congregation before. But he said it was it was helpful for the flock, you know what I'm saying? Because you become almost a wolf at that yeah. point in time because like you feel like you have just reached a point where you just do whatever. And uh, long story short, he says that um, the brother kind of backslid. And uh, years I don't know how long went by, but he came back to like a combined revival service they had, and he went up to the front to pray, and. Um, my dad and my mom went to pray for him and like he said like when they went to lay hands on him like it was just dead like they felt nothing like almost like, like a brick wall was up there and when they were praying like God like was spoken was just saying like it was like Ichabod it was like man I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not hearing his prayer at this point like he had reached a point where he had frustrated the grace of God so much he had his and almost exhausted it. Yeah. And he ended up dying um, a few days later, I think. You know, he ended up oh, overdosing. You know, they, they found like uh, wine and like cocaine in his system. Wow. Yeah. It's like, dang, someone who was so powerfully used to God, the pride of life. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Cre creeps up and you don't recognize that you're still human. You still need grace Yeah man And you still need A hierarchy And a level of authority and That you dude, need to find Yourself underneath That pride That you just mentioned I think that also goes With thinking we got control mm -hmm. Right You got that much control Over your life Thinking man. we got one more chance Yeah Rodney can go out And do something And might come out just fine I may go do that same thing I might die in it Yeah And that's and that's, the, that's the problem With a lot of believers We get jealous Of other people's sin Yeah Oh for real Ooh. You get jealous of other sin Because you'll see somebody Just like if, I, if I'm a single brother Or since you're a single brother You'll see another brother Go out and slip up And have a baby And you know Okay God still use him But you can't do the same thing You know yeah. what I'm saying And you like Lord why, why I can't You know I, I want to have a kid I want to go out there And get my, my groove on My freak on 
But you, 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 you not you jealous of him. Yours you jealous of the sin. That what yours might do. Uh, Your thingy might fall off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that? you may contract a disease that you can't get rid of. Exactly. Baby mama. Hey. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? And, and and that's crazy that we can become so infatuated with something that, like, like Earl said, we feel like we have control over. You don't have control over the sin because sin comes with consequences. And you don't know when them consequences is going to come. So they can come, you know, immediately or they can come down the line, you know, two, three years later. It's by the grace of God sometimes that some of those consequences are not immediate. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do have consequences and you are gonna pay the piper, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, but I think a lot of times when we experience mercy, and that you slipping up doesn't produce, you know, what I'm saying that consequence that's manifested right then and there. You feel just you feel like you got away with. It. Like I got away with it. It's like whoo, dodged the bullet there. Didn't get exposed. Didn't come out with a baby. Whoo. Maybe let me see how far I can take it this time. And we keep on pushing the boundaries. Pushing the boundaries. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Makes you think. Makes you think. Mm. <laughs> so, what are y'all thoughts out there as far as the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life? Man, this is a great discussion. It really Patience. is. I mean, like, do, do y'all feel like? Being being saved is what keeps you from acting on certain desires that are maybe inherent. Like you're born with those desires. Like you know what, I would be a cheater, or I would be uh, violent. I would be, you know, what I'm saying, uh, someone who is dishonest. Regardless, does our sin nature override any type of natural morality that we think that we may possess or hold on to? And just so y'all know, if y'all hear a beep in the background, <laughs> man, beep, beep, beep. Let me say this, man. That gonna smoke detector keeps on going off. Sitting here <laughs> thinking about our conversation and just weighing things out. Uh-huh. Like any day of the week, man. If I had to put all my money on something, though, I would want the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, though, fight for me versus my morals. Any day. Yeah. Oh. Any day. You know, anything my mom and dad has taught me. Like taking God out the equation, they right. like, you be a good boy. You do this. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, <laughs> I would rather any day. Yeah. I would take the grace of God and the Holy Ghost. Because your morals can change, man. Yeah. Morals Versus, do change. You know, on my because I mean, just thinking spiritually, man. Any point in time, something, you know, you ain't got nothing to fight temptation, man. You could think you're as good as you want to be. You know, the right situation presents itself. You go on. Everybody it's got a price. Everybody got a price. That's right. Dope, dope, dope discussion, gentlemen. I, I definitely loved hearing y'all point of view. And uh y'all touched on some uh some real things. I'm hoping that was gonna help somebody out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't be prideful. Don't be left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be careful little eyes what you see. I'm telling you, because if what you like what you were saying, Ryan, your thoughts, they become actions. And your actions become habits, and your habits become who you are, your lifestyle. And 
Your character is who you are when no one is watching. Mm. Oh my goodness. That's your character. I've been saying a lot on this episode. (laughs) Yeah, you have. (laughs) Shout out to LeBron for running over that lady. (laughs) She said, I feel like I was hit by a truck. Probably right. Is she all right, though? (laughs) Yeah. She's all right. She just said she feel like she got hit by a truck. Sort of kind of did that freight train came in. Freight train cup pretty hard. <laughs> Brian probably felt pretty bad though. He did, man. Like after the game, he was like, uh, he, he went like what one for five after that? I think. <laughs> yeah, from the field. Yeah. It's like he wanted to go to the back window while they was carrying out of the stretcher. Right. <laughs> um, y'all go in. How we go? How we go? That's funny. Be careful out there if y'all in the front rows. <laughs> So y'all have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time with your family. Happy New Year. Year in review coming next week. Yeah, we look we looking forward to the year in review. So if, if y'all got some uh topics or whatever that y'all want us to kind of touch on for the year in review, some things that kind of went down this past year. I, I know some people who are ready for twenty fifteen to be over with. Hopefully you do something different in 2016. Good and bad moments. Hopefully you do better in 2016. If you still ready for it to be over. For those who are um, I think that gospel music has gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you think we got too radical with our yet. message. But that uh scripture I was talking about earlier was uh First Corinthians ten and thirteen. What does it say, sir? For my theologians. I don't want nobody to say Well what does you it say? Part sir? of the scripture didn't tell me the rest of it. Oh. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Let's read it. Let me read it. Yes, sir, read it. Alright. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation is overtaking you, but such as is common to man. Common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with temptation will provide the way of escape. Mm. What is the way of escape? <laughs> so that you will be able to endure it. And with that being said, mm. that is the only scripture reference mm. as far as the American colloquialism, I think you said, <laughs> of God won't put more on you than you're able to bear. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a Bible Not person. the rest of that uh, <laughs> garbage. Yeah. <laughs> That's God true. won't put more on you than able to bear is not a Bible verse. Yeah. That's the Bible verse that we're referring to. I know we got some yeah. believers listening. We believe yeah. God. I don't want nobody to be like, good First Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter 13. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. So, words of advice no drinking and driving, no sex before marriage. Nope. It's still hot out there, so don't be walking around busty. Put on deodorant. If you're going to pick a wedgie, make sure nobody's looking at you. I caught somebody doing that earlier, and I think they really thought they were alone. <laughs> not like dancing or singing, okay? You know, oh, you man. Sing yeah. like nobody's be watching. Be mindful of yeah. your surroundings. Be mindful because people are watching you. Yeah, that's hilarious. And I will record you. Oh, man. Baby, let it snow. <laughs> I told you I'm in a singing mood it's You late. know what That's your favorite Christmas song All Boys time man Yeah all time That's the best Christmas song Of all time I don't care what nobody yeah. says I know Donnie Hathaway Out there But Boys the Men Got the best Christmas song Of all time Well with Boys the Men Was rocking the Christmas albums Real hard They was They was uh, So with that note We gonna uh, Dip up out of here Hey follow us on Periscope Yeah I'm pay- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna chip and dip up out of here. Oh man, we love you guys. Peace. Love Peace. you. Love you, baby.